Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report today for November the 19th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But one of my most anticipated games of 2021 is Far Cry 6, and now it looks like we might know when that game is launching thanks to a new leak from the Microsoft Store. The release of Far Cry 6 was recently pushed back to the first half of Ubisoft's next fiscal year, sometime between April 2021 and March of 2022. But it does not look like the new date is that much later than the original February target because Far Cry 6 will seemingly be released in May. The Microsoft Store, your number one source of release date leaks, has posted an updated Far Cry 6 listing with May 26th as the game's release date. Obviously, Ubisoft has yet to announce a solid date for the game, but this one seems too specific not to be correct. Usually, when release dates leak on the Microsoft Store, they happen right before official news, so it's possible we are getting a new look at Far Cry in the near future. Far Cry 6 is set in the fictional country of Yara, which the development team modeled after Cuba. Actor Giancarlo Esposito, who is front and center in the game's revealed trailer, will play a bigger role in the game compared to previous Far Cry villains. Now, it is worth mentioning that earlier this week, whenever the official sources have disputed this claim meme began to circulate on Twitter, Far Cry said that this young individual that has been suggested to be a young Voss from Far Cry 3 is not actually Voss. Now, the validity of that statement still up in the air. It could just be diverting people's attention from the fact that this is likely a young Voss. I truly do hope it is a young Voss because I loved Far Cry 3 and he is one of the most iconic video game villains in my mind of all time or at least of modern gaming. Now when it comes to Far Cry 6, again I am very much so looking forward to this game because there is just something special about the base smashing action that comes with a new Far Cry game. And I know that they are generally all very similar in nature if you look back to Far Cry 3, 4, 5, and supposedly all of its expansions. I have not played either of the new expansions that have come out. Uh, I will say that I'm just looking forward to more of that. And I know that is probably a controversial statement for some. They might want the franchise to be shaken up a bit. But man, I do love a good Far Cry game. So I am hoping for the best. Now, of course, there is probably going to be some news on the way, likely coming at the Game Awards, which are happening next month. And of course, if you do want to tune into those, I believe they are happening on December the 4th, if I remember correctly. Uh, but you can tune into the Game Awards yourself on many, many platforms around the world when they do drop. And of course, keep your eye on Twitter if you are not already on that platform, because that's where you will hear everything you need to know about how to vote, when to vote, and who you are going to be able to vote for, which of course, has been announced and a video is going to be coming later in the week showing off who I am personally voting for for this year's awards. But anyways, it looks like Far Cry 6 is going to be launching on May the 26th and I will be there. Now, Sony has reiterated that PlayStation 5 versions of cross-gen games are built from the ground up. Now, this is something that I wanted to bring back up. We talked yesterday about an interview that Jim Ryan had been having with The Telegraph where he revealed a lot of information about the PS4 and PS5 generations, and this is not a new piece of news. But after yesterday's show where we discussed the potential for God of War to be on both PS4 and PS5 when Ragnarok does come out, I wanted to bring this back up. 
Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan has reiterated that the PlayStation 5 versions of cross-gen games are built from the ground up to take advantage of next-gen hardware and features. When Sony announced back in September that a number of its next-gen exclusives will also be released for the PS4, there were speculations and arguments that cross-gen development would hold studios back from fully utilizing the PS5. However, Ryan has assured fans that this is not the case. During an interview with The Telegraph, he said that Sony can't simply walk away from its massive community on the PS4, but it has plans to cater to both consoles for the foreseeable future. The first thing to say is that our PS5 experiences, or versions of these games, are built from the ground up to take advantage of the PS5 feature set. So I think offering a PS5 version of these games for the PS5 community, and then a PS4 version of these games to the PS4 community, I don't see what's wrong with that. We've got a community of PS4 gamers 100 million strong. It would be wrong to walk away from those people too early, and they've been engaged with their PS4s this year under lockdown to a greater extent than at any point over the course of the cycle. They're using their PlayStations. They're happy with their PlayStations. Why would we stop giving them games? When asked if God of War Ragnarok will also be a cross-gen game, Ryan declined to comment, and we talked about that on yesterday's episode of the show. But I've known this for a while, but I don't think that I made a good point of it here on the Jam Pack Report. If you have a PS4, you are going to be getting support for some of the biggest games. Now, Ratchet & Clank has been confirmed to be just a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and exclusives are necessary because they sell new consoles. So if you look forward to Ratchet & Clank on the PlayStation 5, you are more than likely going to pick up a PlayStation 5 for that game. That's why there are exclusives in general. That's why Halo is a console exclusive on Xbox, because they want to sell those consoles. Gears of War, same situation. Ford's the same situation. And so, looking forward to the future, there have to be PS5 exclusives, but ultimately, not every game has to be. Now, Horizon Forbidden West is an example of a game that is going to be coming to both of these consoles, uh, and that will sell well on both. Uh, but it also gives people a solid reason to upgrade if the next-gen version of the game does look significantly better, which inevitably it will if they are built from the ground up. And of course, they have a lot of features to take advantage of, from the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback in the DualSense, to the actual graphical fidelity that is able to be achieved on the new consoles. Uh, but ultimately, looking forward to seeing where the PS5 goes from here again. I'm holding strong, and I'm going to stop and pick one up when the new God of War drops. That's what I'm shooting for. I want a special edition console. I want some Nordic runes on the side of it, you know, maybe some special paint, some lighting perhaps. Uh, looking forward to that one very much so. However, THQ Nordic's parent company has acquired 13 more studios, including one of my favorite studios of all time. Not all these companies are necessarily household names, but Flying Wild Hog created the recent well-received Shadow Warriors games, and it's currently working on Shadow Warrior 3. That game is said to be published by Devolver Digital and its other projects in the works for Jagex and Focus Home Interactive. These will still be published by the companies despite the sale. Zen Studios, meanwhile, is best known for its digital pinball games, and it recently partnered with Arcade 1UP to produce at-home physical pinball tables. It will operate under Saber Interactive and will continue expanding into RPGs after the sale. Snapshot Games, which has offices in the U.S. and Bulgaria, created the strategy game Phoenix Point. It is a spiritual successor to the original XCOM games and was designed by XCOM creator Julian Galop. And these are not the only recent acquisitions Embracer has made either. But the full list includes A Thinking Ape Entertainment, Zen Studios, Snapshot Games, Nimble Giant Entertainment, 34 Big Things, Madhead Games, Sandbox Strategies, Purple Lamp Studios, 
IUGO Mobile Entertainment, Quantic Lab, Coffee Stain North, Silent Games, and Flying Wild Hog. Out of all of those, my favorite happens to be Coffee Stain North because they made Tiny and Big Grandpa's leftovers, but ultimately, uh, this was all announced during a quarterly report on November the 18th. So, it looks like the family continues to grow. Uh, and Embracer Group has been wild lately. Of course, THQ Nordic is an incredibly huge name that kind of is a combination of two studios, both of which were pretty big in the 2000s, and then things began to change and shift as time went on. So ultimately, you now have this giant selection of, of uh, developers that are making these AA games. Not quite AAA, not quite indie, just somewhere in between. And it's a very interesting place to be. Uh, but ultimately, of course, they did have the Metro developer 4A purchased earlier this year, and they announced it would be developing multiplayer experiences in the series, and Embracer also bought Little Nightmares developer Tarsier Studios and Darksiders 3 developer Gunfire Games back in 2019. So more and more are probably on the way. But to round out today's show, just in case you wanted to look at the people you're playing Fortnite with, don't know why you would want to do that, uh, Fortnite is getting real in-game video chat. Along with being one of the most popular games in the world, Fortnite has also become a virtual hangout spot for friends. On Wednesday, Epic announced that Fortnite's virtual hangouts are getting an upgrade thanks to new in-game video chat. Fortnite's video chat will be hosted by House Party, an app that Epic has partnered with several times in the past. Players will be able to download the House Party app on their phones, connect House Party to their Fortnite accounts, and then join House Party chat rooms with their friends while they're playing together on either PC or PlayStation. Now your House Party chat will show up on the edge of your screen during your Fortnite game. This feature is sure to be a fun addition to standard Battle Royale matches, but it is with Fortnite's other content that it might be most fun. Over the last year, Fortnite has hosted dozens of concerts, trailer premieres, and even movies entirely in the game. And with much of the US and the world still grappling with the COVID-19 pandemic, this should be a fun way to bring Fortnite's gathering and events a little closer to real life. The House Party integration should be live later today and will work on PC, PS4, and PS5. And as a bonus for linking their Epic accounts to their House Party accounts, players will also get a Rainbow Fog Warp excuse me, wrap for their weapons. More information about the safety features and parental controls for House Party Chats can be found on Epic's official announcement page. This is great, but I'm not the target demographic. This is amazing for kids that might be stuck at home. Of course, currently here in the United States, we are grappling with the third huge wave of the coronavirus pandemic, and with the holidays on the way, an even larger spike is probably going to happen, and a shutdown seems like it is something uh, that could very well come to be in early 2021. And so as we all look towards this, again, this new reality where a lot of us are going to be stuck at home, to be able to have this for kids that want to go to a concert together, for this to be able to be something you throw up in creative mode and you just literally hang out with your friends in the same way, or at least a similar way, uh, that you would just having them over at your house. That sounds like so much fun. It's the iteration of voice chat, essentially. Uh, how many people will use this? Still up in the air, but it's cool to see that it's an option, especially, again, for those kids that want to socialize with their friends, uh, for those that want to just hang out and have a good time. That is what this this is all about. And so I am thankful for this being a possibility in today's uh, technology age. On top of that, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the cool stories that inevitably come from kids being able to use this to their advantage during their online play sessions. 
But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what stories caught your eye today. But specifically, do you think Far Cry 6 is coming out on May the 26th? And what do you think the possibility is of it actually hitting that release date? Do you think Ubisoft is very confident in that figure? Or do you think that it could see another delay? Would love to hear what you have to say. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon and peace.